0: Which quarterback does Mike Tomlin like the best? Is it Kenny Pickett from Pitt? We would obviously know really well Malik Willis from Liberty. Who is it? I'll tell you who I'm hoping for. None of the above. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. The Senior Bowl is coming up this weekend in Mobile, Alabama. The practices are really what the coaches and the scouts get into. There's so much detail they can absorb from right down there at field level that can't be replicated in a game setting. I mean, they're going to watch the game, you know? (laughs) They're going to pay attention what happens when they're out there in anger. But for the most part, they're really looking at the, the meat market component to it, and that's most visible in practices and drills because there are just so many reps and so many controlled settings for what they're looking for. By all accounts, Pickett and Willis showed well. The Steelers were also looking, of course... You know, the rest of the quarterbacks who were there, notably Sam Howell. But my interest was piqued way more anytime the Steelers were mentioned in relation to an offensive lineman. And that actually has not all that much to do with who the quarterbacks are, or whether or not they're going to fall to them or anything like that. My belief is that the team will consider... Pickett and or Willis, depending on which one might fall to number 20 overall. But my further belief is that you're not going to see them make a trade-up, and not just because Devin Bush scorched them the last time they did that. I think it's going to be just because they don't view, and really neither does anyone else, these quarterbacks— in this class as some kind of sure thing. It's not a great quarterback draft. And as a result, look, no one ever wants to acknowledge, certainly not within the football team, that there's any type of rebuilding going on. And you'll have blowback galore whenever this team is back in training camp And people like me are asking people like Cam Hayward, hey, Cam, do you think this is a rebuilding year? And Cam has great answers to rebuilding. He'll, like, get over-the-top nasty, which is not easy for a super nice guy like him. So you're not going to see anyone acknowledge it. But at the same time, that offense that we just witnessed in 2021, and, of course, also extending back to 2020, that is not a quick fix. It's just not. You're not going to see a magic wand waved over that offensive line, over that wide receiver core, and say everything is A okay with Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, or whoever at quarterback. You're looking at an offense that has Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, Najee Harris maybe a lineman and a half if you're getting generous. I don't know what to think about Chase Claypool. Juju's not going to be back. James Washington's not going to be back. It is not a quick fix, and it is not something that a quarterback who is less than a sure thing, meaning a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback, is going to be able to solve. And in fact, it probably would eat that kid alive, whoever it is. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format. Would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. So, you know what I do? You know what I do with this quarterback situation? I say exactly what the Steelers have already said, and that is this job is going to come down to one of you two, Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins, and we'll bring in another guy with some experience, maybe some mobility. I don't know. You know, we can throw out names against the wall. Uh, into eternity, and I don't think it's going to matter all that much because I do think it's going to be Mason starting. And it really won't matter all that much. It just won't. Because until you have that offense overall set, unless you have some star quarterback on your hands that you can just bring in and usher along, uh, maybe even move him in slowly, you know, it's not without precedent for NFL teams to draft quarterbacks in the first round and, you know, make them wait a little while. That's okay, too. But that quarterback does not appear to exist in this class. I know that there's a, a sentimental push for Pickett because of uh, Pitt winning its conference this year, but all of that stuff doesn't amount to a hill of anything once a player doesn't perform in the NFL. Ask James Conner about that local hero on multiple fronts. No one cried when James left. This is the year, 2022, to augment this offense with the best talent available at the greatest positions of need. Now, the greatest positions of need are all except running back and tight end. So that's a lot of positions of need. So just get your best players, whatever that happens to be. It doesn't have to be an offensive lineman. If it's a wide receiver, I don't expect that it will be, but if it's a wide receiver, that's okay too. There is now a need at that position as well. And we've seen that recent draft classes have been overflowing at wide receiver. This is known to be a good draft for offensive tackles. This would be the second such draft in a row. Now, we'll know a lot more about who these guys are specifically as the rankings solidify, and in particular after Indianapolis, But already at the Senior Bowl, the Steelers' management was reported to have been keeping an exceptionally close eye on all of the offensive linemen. And again, I'm talking about right down there at field level. Right in their kitchen. That, to me, is encouraging. That is how the best Pittsburgh teams of the past have been built. It takes some patience. It might take a little bit of a step backward, but it's better than forcing into the equation a quarterback who either isn't ready or isn't anything particularly special. Get your best players, your best available players for that offense, almost without regard to position. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. It's important to them that when they make you a promise, they keep that promise, and this law firm has been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them at LGKG.com. And today's J1Q comes from Donnie Mason, who says, Hi, Dan. In light of the Brian Florey situation, just how well did the Steelers live out the Rooney rule when hiring Mike Tomlin? Was Russ Grimm really the guy they wanted, but they lived out the rule to a T by giving Mike a full opportunity to win them over despite their feelings on Grimm or did Grimm overstate their level of interest and therefore they were very undecided when Tomlin got his chance there are few things that are less certain in franchise history than what exactly happened around the time of the Mike Tomlin slash Russ Grimm hiring those who reported that Grimm was the Steelers' candidate and that he was going to be hired will swear by it to this day. and These are not people who have a history of making things up. I know them and respect them. I also know that Tomlin got the job, so there's, there's also that and the order in which that occurred the details that led to it have not ever been made public and i am 1 billion percent certain that after the events of the past week they never will be made public not in a tell all book not on tmz not anywhere but since you brought this up donny it's a it's an opening for me to remind that there have been six NFL openings for head coaches, all being filled by candidates who are not minorities. And that as we're speaking with Doug Peterson apparently set to join that list in Jacksonville, Mike Tomlin remains right now the only active blackhead coach in the NFL. And I understand this subject brings up intense emotions about subjects that are infinitely more important in life than professional football. But I also understand that when you hear, and you're going to hear more and more of them in the days to come, because that's the way stuff like this occurs, it just it blows up with one individual, but then others feel more comfortable talking about it. You hear what Flores said, what was in his lawsuit, and then you hear Huey Jackson piping up. And then you hear them start bringing in the stuff about you know being paid to lose games and, and everything else. This isn't going to be the end of it. There's going to be a lot of this. And the league, and when I say the league, I'm not just referring to the entity that's got offices in New York. I'm referring to all 32 teams. The league can go one of two ways on this. It can either hunker down and just stand behind the lawsuit and make the lawsuit the priority, and it can attempt to ostracize Flores and Jackson, and anybody else who has the audacity to speak up, or it can get really aggressive in the other direction. Look, I'm not going to advocate for any individual team to go hiring Flores, including the Steelers, even though the Steelers have a vacancy at defensive coordinator. I would only advocate that the Steelers hire the best candidate available and the best fit of anyone who's out there. I don't know enough about Flores, his background, his relationships in Miami, whether it's with people over his head or players who are answering to him. I don't know that stuff, and therefore I'm not in a position of strength when it comes to saying, yes, do the right thing, hire this guy. However, I do know this. Out of 32 National Football League franchises – There's going to be one, and I'm sure there is one, that's out there right now that could use someone of his qualifications that would be the right fit. And I'm hoping that happens. I'm hoping that happens. I appreciate the question, Don. As always, I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, not just today, but all week long. We will be back with a new episode. Monday morning.